0: Now. And we're back with an episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast, hanging out in the garage. You told me to bring it in hot. You told me to bring it in hot. Uh, hey, I'm Zach Workin, hanging out with my best friend Chad Higgins in the garage, talking you stole about my stole my life. Stole my life. Sorry. Hi, I'm Zach Workin. This, this is I'm Chad Higgins. So we're hanging out in the garage today. We're talking about all things youth ministry eventually. Mm. But uh, I've been told to give a little, a little preface, a little spoiler warning. Uh, we're coming a little hot today. Uh, we're, we're wired. We're wired up. Uh, I, I've already. I, I don't have coffee in front of me because I've already drank all of my coffee and my pre-workout from this morning. So we're a little heated. Had a little bit of a thing with the six-year-old before we got to school today. So anyway fired up
1: ready to go chad higgins how are you today Good. okay hold on you can't just like <gasps> brush <bite. laughs> i had a little thing with a six-year-old could have been like you were in a street fight with <laughs> no, a that's right. yeah 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 put that kiddo in the hospital your, <laughs> got your it six yeah. Yours,
0: mine all of ours could be anybody you know it was mine um no it's fine uh so relevant to a conversation later today our six-year-old uh has gotten really proactive like they they do the like stephen covey like habits of a leader at school they have like the eight things <laughs> wow it's it's do listen like this they yeah. get after it and so like one of us be proactive and yeah. he kind of has named that and he really has been doing that like I, I don't know what your six-year-olds are like at home but for mine like he's like up early he was up like at six something this morning picked out his own clothes got dressed like brushed his hair put his plate by the sink and was ready to go so much so that he went and like hid in the car in the garage for us to find him, which he's done before, but never like 20 minutes too soon. Like he's just out here in the garage, just hiding. And I was like, okay, but he forgot to put his socks on. So like, like there was no socks laid out. He didn't put his socks on. So I'm like going around the house trying to find him. And I'm like, Gideon, it, get it, get Like holler him, come out of the garage. And like, and it's like building to a crescendo. Like, get He's in the car, and he's like, huh. And so he was trying to surprise me, but I scared him. Because you're like yelling. Because I'm hollering for him, and he didn't know that I was looking for him. Now- And so then we had a whole meltdown. I'm like, I was just trying to surprise
1: you. It was amazing. It was, yeah. So anyway, now we're sorry gonna, to my kiddo. We're going to back up for a moment. Okay. Because uh, you told me a part of that story earlier. Okay. That you did not share. Oh, did I don't even detail out. Uh, you you talked about you. He had forgotten to put on socks. Yeah, but there there was a specific oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like to that. You yeah, want to yeah, yeah. share a little bit about this rule? So our
0: boys uh, are basically like little teenagers. Yeah. So they've got cool sneakers. And they love Crocs. Crocs. So when we have gym day at school, we have to wear sneakers. Okay. But whenever we have rotating specials, art, music, gym. Yeah. Whenever it's art or music day, they can wear Crocs. But we always wear, <laughs> at school at least, Crocs and socks. We can't go Crocs, no socks.
1: Is that a working rule or is that a school rule? Uh,
0: it's a working rule at least. I don't know if it's a school rule or not. Probably school, our school, you probably can go barefoot for
1: all day. So can. I need to know from our listeners, if you were to wear Crocs. Yeah. Uh, And some may, okay, I need to know, are you a... Crocs and socks? Crocs and socks? <laughs> or are you no socks in the Crocs? Oh, well. So, now I will
0: say, like, on the weekends when we're hanging and we're just going to, like, the store or whatever, we can go Crocs and the socks. Yeah. My fear is at school, they're going to, like, get their, like, <laughs> shoes muddy. And then I got my kid just walking around. And they go going to the bathroom just barefooted. And I don't know about you, but elementary school bathroom barefooted, like, that's how you get the athlete's foot. Like, that's it. I don't know how hey. you get athlete's foot, but I'm pretty sure
1: that's how you get... Get
0: the athlete. No offense,
1: but I don't think a you know a c- 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 single ply Nike sock. It's <laughs> really the great barrier that you think it is. You don't know my air cushioning. Yeah,
0: there's <laughs> a real, there's a real membrane there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, we, we go Crocs and socks at
1: school. I love it. Crocs and socks. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Crocs yeah. and Socks. dude. Crocs and socks sounds like. Maybe one of the better band names that yeah. I've ever heard. Especially
0: if the album art is crocodiles wearing stockings, wearing yeah, Crocs in socks. Like that is. It also sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. It probably. We should write that. That's our kids' book, uh, Crocs and Socks, coming to you. It's about the importance of
1: a foot hygiene. That's Crocs and socks. It it also is interesting that an animal known for being boots. Right, would be wearing
0: <laughs> socks. It's like wearing socks outside your boots, right? Like, yeah, yeah like, But then, what? What if that didn't, you know? Because, oh, um, wait,
1: hold on. Just dude. keep the foot soft. Let's talk about this. If you ever in the wild, okay, <laughs> sock rocket <laughs> socks. No, hold oh, on. Yeah. You're at a Walgreens, and you roll across a dude in boots with socks over the top of those. <laughs> you need to run for your life. Yeah. Okay, like somebody that that guy's got uh, dastardly plans. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like Uh,
0: he's got evil intent. Yeah,
1: yeah. He is broken (laughs) out of a hospital somewhere.
0: So Crocs and socks. Uh, So if you youth ministry leader uh, love your Crocs, because we know that a lot of youth ministers basically it's like they dress it down for Crocs and they dress it up for Hey dudes. By the way, do you know that they're owned by the same company? My wife has been trying
1: to get me to buy Hey Dudes. Don't do it. You're not ready. Minute. You're not I, ready. You're not ready. She's like, they're so comfortable. And I mm. I we there there are gonna be people that unsubscribe because right. That's of okay. what I'm about That's okay. to say. But I just can't do it. We I want can't. true fans, yeah. I'm not ready for the hey dudes.
0: Well, I feel the problem with the hey dudes is once you start wearing hey dudes, you don't wear any other shoes. And I just I feel like part of footwear is right shoes right occasion, and I feel like if you're like, "Hey dudes, I've got my dress," "Hey dudes," and I've got my like athleisure, "Hey dudes," I don't know. That's if, that's too much soft soled comfort.
1: If I'm gonna get into "Hey dudes," I'm gonna go Sperry.
0: Well, but that's why they've got the ones that look like Sperrys. They've got the "Hey dudes." Have the, you ever worn hey, Sperry? Uh, hey
1: dude, boat shoes. You well, ever worn Sperrys? No, I haven't, bro. You want a good shoe. Is that a comfy shoe? Get a Sperry. <laughs> this episode of Youth Ministry Booster brought to you by Sperry. Boat shoes for the youth minister who doesn't own a boat yet.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I do like the idea that they're boat shoes, and I've never... I, being in
1: Oklahoma... They seem like, the worst boat shoe imaginable. Worst boat
0: shoe imaginable, but also in Oklahoma, like, we're not around enough places where it's like, well, yeah, he clearly got off a boat,
1: right? Right. Like,
0: like I mean... Sperry's in Target or at Olive Garden. I don't know. That's Why are those boat shoes? I don't know. Sailors love them. The little tassels <laughs> on the top cannot help me sail. <laughs> little topsiders. Well, you kick them off, I guess. Right? Yeah. Like nails
1: out. Yeah, I want yeah. those five finger. You know what I mean? A the grip down. Yeah, seem like yeah, a good yeah. Boat that shoe probably
0: is a good boat shoe. I mean, but they, hey, dude, they float. So All right. So what lake are we, lake shoe. What are we talking about today? Well. So we're coming up on an important anniversary. Uh, we are almost eight years into this journey together. Wow. When this one comes out, we will be in the month October uh, of when we started doing this eight years ago. And so you wanted to make the comment. We have some studio changes that are happening oh, the next yeah. month. Uh, we got some. We got some chairs that are new ish. They. Came from the dining room. They,
1: Sorry, Karen. They are new chairs out here. <laughs> out here. <laughs> um, which I'm thankful for because if you've been watching the last couple of weeks, Zach tried to pull a smooth one over <laughs> on <laughs> me <laughs> and <laughs> has <laughs> had his chair much higher than mine. Yeah. Um, and now we're uh, roughly the same height. Uh, a little eye to eye. Because actually, we are about the same height
0: in real life. Like yeah, you you're, yeah. You're
1: probably a little taller than uh, I am. We're, we're
0: roughly the same build. Yeah. So people always ask, like, you're... Taller than I thought you would be, and I say, well, because I'm on video, I'm always seated. <laughs> Style uh, but in our eighth year, we want to reflect just a little bit, just a little bit of self indulgence, and then we'll get into our topic of today. Um, our very first conference, so it's conference okay. season. We just finished the essentials runs. We have Edge coming up, Texas Conclave. Um, do you remember the very first time that we went to Texas for a conference? Yes,
1: so uh, we went and brought chairs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went to we went to our very first conference ever in Texas. Now this is back when Zach and I this is before we even started Youth Ministry Booster. It was after nine, yeah. So we nine. had uh, podcast only. This podcast was originally called After Nine Podcast because uh, the whole theme of it. We were youth pastors at the time, and we wanted to create a podcast that youth pastors could listen to right after a Wednesday night. Yep. At most of them about nine yep. o'clock, and it was that those feelings of the after feelings, right? Like whether you wanted to like eat your feelings away because it was a horrible night or you felt like, you know, chalupa spike in the right. Taco Bell parking lot uh, because it was so good, Felt right?
0: great, felt, ter- felt, felt terrible. One of the things that we had heard is that like the hour of call it nine yeah. o'clock was like the most like swingy hour for a youth ministry, either top of the world yeah. or bottom of the barrel. So we strategically released- episodes Wednesdays yeah, evenings. At nine o'clock. As as someone to listen to to help be an encouraging, maybe humorous or guiding voice, whether you had a good week or yeah. a bad week. And so that was kinda And
1: kinda so worse. we went to this conference. now back then like it like here, here's just the reality and the truth. Like, you and I funded everything by she ourselves, drinks, like right. for for a while, and <laughs> funded uh, by youth pastors for youth pastors. It was just us. It was just us. It was our it was money. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so
0: like, we just turned that Taco Bell money into a podcast. That's actually where it all came from. Yeah, and yeah.
1: so um we to do a booth, like we we had to. Put in our own money yeah. and and get a booth, but like we didn't have we didn't have a budget. Uh, no, we did. We bought like a little pop up banner, yeah. um, but we took like your chairs right out of your house. No, it was your chairs, my table. Oh, it, was the, it, right. it was the chairs out of your office. Stole, it was the yeah. because
0: they were because they were kind of like orange and whiteish, <laughs> yeah. which was like kind of the color scheme, color palette yeah. of the podcast. And so I had like a little table set up so we could do live podcast because those are fun. I stole <laughs> I
1: stole the fruit bowl off of our kitchen yeah. uh table. Our table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, put mints and gummy bears put, in it. That was the other thing. We didn't have any actual swag. And instead instead of getting, like, closed wrap candy, the worst idea ever. (laughs) Like, like we get an F 100% of the time. We should have given them socks to scoop it. We had a... Five pound bag of gummy bears. Like who's just walking by a booth going, you, <laughs> you know, know what? what I, want. I want these loose gummy bears.
0: Yeah, well they did. They uh, did. They did. We, most of that bag was pretty slobbery by the end, but they did. Uh, so thank you, youth pastors, for. Uh, if anybody still has any lingering symptoms, that's probably where um, oh, some version goodness. of the flu came from. But uh, that's and, where COVID okay, started. So I don't know if we could say that, uh, yeah, but. Uh, it was a lot of fun because it was all shoestring, um, and we were lined up with other folks. I think the end of the, the hall that we were on was a lot of shoestring people. Oh, like it was so good. Um, but we drove down to Dallas, Fort Worth area, made it happen. Because that was the big thing is like we had our friends in Oklahoma, but we wanted to go make new connections. And uh, so the way you did that was you posted things online and you went to conferences. And so we did That's so, so good.
1: I, mean, I remember we, we could only afford one night of a hotel. Right. So we got up really early. Stupid early.
0: Stupid early. Probably too <clears> throat> early. Throat> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Those so were that, fun uh, times. It was good times. Those good times. Um, but that was eight years ago. Um, and again, the questions that we were asking were questions that we thought were maybe the questions not being asked. Mm. I, I want to bring us back to it this month, because I think sometimes um, youth ministry can often stray into territories of, tell me how to do it, Yeah, let's get it done. And, and, and I get it, like proficiency, competency, these are concerns. Sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, the heart of it, I mean, what's what we're spending the next 60 days inside of the Booster community talking yeah. about is the spiritual health questions. And I I think the stress point is, it's the questions. Like, what are the things that we're actually asking? Because when you ask the wrong things, you get the wrong answers. So one of the most important things you can do is to ask the right questions. So, yeah, um, so
1: if you're a Youth Ministry Booster member, you know that over the next 60 days, our focus is on spiritual health. spiritual health. If you're not a Youth Ministry Booster member, one of the different things that we're doing this year is we're breaking everything up into these 60-day goals yeah. that everybody makes for themselves. Instead
0: of 10, one month. Mm-hmm. kind of themes. It's five sixty day challenges, which works out to be the same three hundred yeah. days of the And year so
1: year. over the, the and we're kinda in the middle of it by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. Um but we are everybody has their own um, 60 day spiritual health goal yep. that they're going to be checking on inside of their mastermind group and challenging encourage each other. Um, but yeah, you're you're exactly right. Discernment is unbelievably important in that process of knowing what to ask. Yeah, and I see this a lot, and and I know that I was guilty of it al- along the way too. It's like you feel like if if I just know the next like tip or trick, like, I can figure out, like, how to do this student ministry thing better. But I think wisdom and discernment allows us to know, one, like, where we are, where our students are, and, like, how to navigate, like, how to navigate oftentimes the difference between just, like, good or maintaining, and, like... Leading your your student ministry,
0: well, and I think and I think the leading part is is the tension. And I think for some of us, leading means I'm going to drag, right? I'm going to pull the sled, mm-hmm. like like a horse in front of a cart. I'm going to lead this where we're going. Uh, but sometimes that has us eyes down on just like what can I do and what can I get done. Like willpower is not the energy that should be driving your ministry. Like It should not be like, let's just make it happen. I get it. There's like a day where we're like, we got to get these things painted before tomorrow or whatever. But if the primary engine for your ministry is just like the brute force of your energy and exertion, what do you do when it runs out? Because it inevitably will run out. And so I think one of the things that I would want to ask differently is how is your leadership team or you as a leader discerning the work and the will of what God has for your ministry. That's slower, it's more prayerful. Uh, I think it accesses a lot more capacity than just what I can do, because we're listening for what God is doing in the lives of our folks and guiding us to do. Um, but there are there is a concern that I have that in ministry right now, a lot of folks are planning it all out, right? Like it's all like, well, here's what I think we ought to do. <clears throat> And so it becomes this. The shape of it is the shape that they plan, the shape that it takes. And I, I'm nervous that that's making us spiritually unhealthy in ways that we will have to reckon with later. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a ministry built on um, our desire, our plan, and the old adage of like plan first and then ask God to bless later, uh, is popping up in ways because I do think there is. An anxiousness that we feel and a response to the anxiousness that our students are feeling, and I think we have to we have to zig when they zag, and we have to be more prayerful and discerning instead of feeling more hurried mm. or rushed or or, or dogmatic <clears throat> in our programs
1: or whatever. It, it's so interesting because I think of like I, I think of scripture, st- scriptural stories like. Gideon, right? Yeah. Like these moments where I think sometimes, like <laughs> in our own leadership, we're not thoughtful of like really seeking the Lord first. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I know sometimes, like in my unhealthiness, I'll search for like the next best idea yeah. on like a yeah. Facebook group right, right, or right. even in like a good leadership book. You know what I mean? And I, I think that those are helpful, right? Yeah. Um, I think those are helpful along the way, but I can retroactively look back at leadership moments of my life of unhealthiness. And they started from that place instead of allowing those to be like ingredients that came after like seeking God and those kind of things. So, Scenario here for you. Yeah, you, scenario. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you get to sit down with a listener. You do this really well, right? Um, you get to get coffee with them. Yeah. And it's youth pastor who's walking in feeling overwhelmed, a lot going on, all of these things, right? What advice, as far as like discernment and wisdom, would you begin to give them yeah. as they like, maybe even feel stuck right now in the moment, but mm-hmm. want to get unstuck?
0: It's the question that we often ask each other. Um, that's just a rewording, a retooling. Um, instead of saying things like, "Man, what do you have planned next? What's what's? Tell me a story about what God's doing in your ministry." Yeah. Uh, I think youth ministers get really excited about their latest, like, shirt event mm-hmm. or thing because if the thing that happened before didn't go well, maybe the next one will, right? We're very future-oriented that way. And so I think asking for, I mean, tell me a story of something that's happening that's really great in your ministry, a parent, a student, a family, mm-hmm. uh, a leader that maybe got to see something really cool happen. Like, share, tell me. Um, and if they don't have access to a story from the last few months or the year, um, and that's a good, that's a good check engine line. Okay. Uh, if if you're, if your best stories from a couple of years ago, do bro, three years ago, can't yeah, yeah. so good. Uh, but if the last few weeks you haven't been attentive enough to see what God is up to or shepherding enough to see what maybe that means. Yeah. Um, those, those are the two things that like, I think can be, those are, those are, those are my dirty car check engine lines. Okay. We talked before about like, you're feeling disorganized. You can check a person's car and know how he's feeling about his work. Um, if I haven't been moving at a pace, a click enough where I can, like, have actual stories yeah. about, like, you know, if there was no space in the week to meet with someone for coffee, to listen intently enough when I was with them and not just imagining my next meeting or thing, um, then then I'm not in the right place. Right. I'm not in a discerning mode. Yeah, I'm true. in a doing mode. and And there is work to do, surely, but if you don't have enough time in the week to discern, like, Brian was sharing this, or Tim was telling me the other day, like, and not just reporting what they said, but like listening mm. for how they were talking about it. Like those those things yeah. really matter, um, and and that's I think actually one of the skills that ministers can really hone is listening for what folks are saying with the words they have. Um, people will not always tell you directly, but. Why did he call and want to meet this week? You've been kind of blowing him off, but he really wanted to meet. Something's going on. Mm. Discern that. Um, Man, like, this kid hasn't been around for a few weeks. We could send a note. We could make a call. Mm. Something's going on. Tyler never misses. What's What's going on? And not noticing enough to know, not just like the attendance report showed something, but that metric, that number is feeding your pastoral heart to shepherd and discern what
1: is up. Yeah. Um, you use the word pa- pastoral heart, and I think that that's really important in in this. Um. I, I'm a big word guy. Yeah, I think words work, matter. I think words, words are really important for not only like t- titles. Not what I'm talking about here. I think sometimes w- w- the words that we use about ourselves in the work mm. helps us understand and shape and remind us of the priorities of our work. I think if we just refer to ourselves as like a leader, yeah. you know what I mean, or a communicator, yeah, yeah. which is the thing that I hate the most. Um, <laughs> Like what are you communicating? We'll save that one for next uh, time. <laughs> um I, I I think it is important f- for us to remember, like, we're we're called the shepherd. Um and and those kind of like older phrases and words yeah. have these like imageries tied to them that I think are really, really helpful. Um, like this idea Like every time I hear Shepherd, like I think of that like so differently. David view of this boy sitting on you know a hillside, like overseeing the sheep, and it's just like there's no
0: celebrity in shepherding. There's not. There's celebrity pastors. There are no celebrity shepherds.
1: Right. Um, There's this attentiveness, right? There's this like watchfulness. Um, there's this care of knowing, like, the goods and the bad of, like, this sheep will surely wander, right? Mm. This one's always a good one. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of understanding of the flock that I think is really, really important and healthy and good. But I also think it, it puts it in mindset of, like, our priorities, right, of, like, there's a different skill set that has to be nurtured and grown to be a good shepherd over being a really hype communicator yeah yeah um and i think i think there's no
0: hack no there's hacks for hype there's no hacks
1: no. for care there's a there's a steadfastness that we have to find in our own self of like realizing that if we're going to shepherd and care for students to be more mindful of what God is doing in their life, like we have to be adults who are mindful of what God is doing in their own life, that we would be diligent in prayer and diligent in his word and diligent in serving. And these things that we're called to that at our very core, are the process of us dying to ourself that he may live through us. And we don't get that from the next best blog article. Right. Like you get that from being in the presence of God. Yeah. And I, I think for us, our encouragement today is if you're watching or listening, um, the frustration that we often find in our ministry and where it's at can stem back to the reality of where we are in our own spiritual health. Not always, but a lot of times.
0: It's the thing we remind you the most, if we could make one
1: plea weekly,
0: is that before anything else of the day piles up, would you spend time, presence, Mm -hmm. with a shepherd, learning how to shepherd, Mm -hmm. with a chance to refill your pastor heart, to renew your pastoral call and before the next thing you're going to plan communicate or program would you be someone who's discerning with the question lord what do you have for me and these today
1: Uh, snap
0: Hey, thanks for listening. Glad to have you a part of the Booster podcast community. Would you think about leaving a rating, subscribe or review? We'd love to know the ways that we can serve you more in your ministry, and your work of caring for this generation next now.